Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Gallant View of Angels podcast is brought to you by Triple H Mortgages, the one-stop shop for all your mortgage and mortgage insurance needs. Contact them today on 01453 179 or hello at com. You can also find them online at hhhmortgages.com or on their Facebook page. Hello and welcome to The Gallant Few. Today we're going to review Rangers 1-0 victory over Kilmarnock and look ahead to the last 32 clash in the Europa League against Royal Antwerp. Joining me today we have Colin Duff. How are you Colin? I'm good Scott, thanks for having me. Craig McAdam, how are we Craig? Uh, good, thanks for having me on. Andy McCready, you better thank me now. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll jump straight into it. Craig, uh, did you manage to stay awake for the full 90 minutes yesterday? Aye, another another win closer to the title. So uh, probably not the most exciting game, but we'll we'll do our best to talk about it. And a win's a win closer to the to lifting the trophy. So I'm a happy bear. Yeah, I think, I think everyone's in the same boat in terms of you know at this point point of the season, just three points is the matter. I'll take a take a boring one 0 victory any day of the week anyway. So. Jump straight into the team news. So we had the starting lineup was McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Balgan, Barisic, Jack, Davis, Aribo, Kent, Hadji, and Itten. So Colin will come to yourself. There's a few talking points in there. So um, I think it was almost certain that Itten was starting with uh, Morelos and Roof suspended and Defoe just coming back to fitness. Davis and Jack, who are badly missed last week coming in and uh, Balogun coming in for his first start in a, in a few weeks. So what did you think about the team, and would you have started the same if you were Mr Gerrard? Uh, almost the same. I think Itten, it was good to see him get a start yesterday. I did want to, I did want to see him in, and even if Ruth and Morelos were available, I, I want to see him getting more game time, because I think while he's not getting as many goals, I think he's, he is 
having a really important part to play when he comes on and his hold-up play and link-up play has been good Anytime he's appeared. And I don't want him to fall into that almost like super sub role, you know, like uh, Nacho Novo used to do. Like he's, it was just, we've seen him as a sub and it was a bit of a shock anytime he started. I think he's going to be a big player for us in the future, so it's good to see him get some game time. I, I said last week I wanted Davis, Jack and Kamara in the middle of the park, so I was surprised to see Arebo there as well. I just thought after last week being so complacent in the midfield, we were, we would have went with those three, but obviously not. Yeah, Ian with Jamaica Ballon coming in, was it to be expected? So was it one eye in Europe maybe um, in Thursday? I thought that was because uh, the boy they've got up front is quite quick rather than anything else. I thought uh, we've seen him give uh, Celtic a torrid time early on the season, didn't we? And I think that's why Balling came in. Just his pace again. It's, I think that's I think that's the only difference between him and Herlander. I think if you're playing against a, a, an attack, you're not worried about them getting away in terms of pace. Mm-hmm. Herlander's your man, I think. But I think it's when you see a guy that's potentially got the legs on Herlander, we see Balogun coming in. And not, it's it's just a case of Gerard thinks that that's the, the right way to go. I, I wouldn't have had any problem if Herlander had played. He's played fairly decent. Um, but I just think that's the only the only reason Gerard ever swaps them is if Gerard feels that the attack have pace, it's, it's Balogun. If he feels that Hollander's pace is enough, it's Hollander. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I think, um, yeah, I think we can't be critical and it's nice to have this luxury. We can mix them up for, for certain games and they certainly don't seem to be going in a huff when they take a wee drop out of the team. So good good to see and uh, yeah, I thought Balogun done, done well yesterday. Uh, so in terms of the first half, we weren't really blessed with a lot of clear-cut opportunities and chances after chances. Craig, what did you make of Rangers' start to the game? I think uh, Kevin Thompson in the commentary mentioned it was a bit a bit slow in the build-up play. Were you looking for more of a reaction, considering how poor we were against Hamilton? Uh, I think the thing I was looking to see most was just as controlling the ball in the middle of the park a lot better. Um, the Hamilton game, obviously, when they made the Zungu and Kamara change, I just felt that was one change too many. Um, you could have had one of them in there with Davis or Jack is they're the ones that really control the game for us. So first half I was really just hoping we're in control of the game. Um it was a fairly slow start and um, not too much exciting happened but um it's good to see just Davis and Jack and just the impact they make and when they've got the ball at the feet, yeah at their feet you know we're comfortable and the ball's protected and there's a chance that a, an attack can build from there. So that, that was the main difference I was looking to see from the week before. Um, and the result as well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the most important thing. So Rangers did uh, break the, the deadlock with a screamer from Ryan Jack. So um, I'm sure we've all, all seen it, but it was a free kick from from deep um, from, from James Tavernier and a bit of a, a, bit of a hop, top, hop potato in, in Kelly's box. And it eventually lands to Jack, who... Took a really good first touch and then volleyed it in the top corner. So, Ian, it was a it was a wonderful goal, and um, I actually loved how Gerald said about the it was it could have been a goal of the season if it wasn't for for Kamaru. Uh, it's a it's a great goal, and he's uh, it's a, it's one of the ones again. It would it probably would be our best goal of the season if it wasn't for Kamaru. Um, 
his first touch is just absolutely perfect, doesn't it? It just set, sets up absolutely beautiful. And like we said this on a chat, uh, somebody said it, and it was when, Je- when Jack first arrived at Rangers, he couldn't shoot. Three years ago, he wouldn't have scored that goal because he couldn't shoot. But he's, he's just improved so much under Steven Gerrard and, and McAllister. Having two midfielders like that, if you're not learning, then I've said this before, you should be at the club if you can learn for day two. Um, so, I Jack's it's, it's brilliant to have him back and and get hopefully get him back to the form he was in at the start of the season and we can really push on now. Definitely. And Gerard said herself, it's always me and you Ian, more shots outside the box. You'll never criticise the team. Never criticise the team for getting crosses and shots away. So it's it's good to hear that they're listening. So in this second half, um I thought we started really brightly. Kent had a a really good chance. I remember he actually had a, a few decent opportunities throughout the game. Craig, I, I thought I thought he did play well yesterday, and um, it was maybe just unlucky at the moment. He's not having much luck in front of in front of goal. Uh, it was probably more with the I watched the highlights back in Rangers TV this morning, and pretty much all the highlights it, it comes from Kent. Like, uh, maybe watching the game at the time and as a close one 0 game, so you're a wee bit tense and you're a bit frustrated if certain things aren't coming off. But watching it back this morning. There was a lot of good stuff that Kent did. Um, they, pro- they probably should have had some assists as well yesterday. If it had a wee bit more luck in a Rebo's chance, for example, at the end, if that goes in, then you've said Kent's done really well to set that up. So I, he, he definitely isn't in the form that he was in at the beginning of the season. But it, as I say, when watching back the highlights, it probably just gives you that wee bit more reassurance that it, why he's playing and he is bringing a lot to the team and although we're maybe not finishing the chances at the moment, he's creating a lot of chances. And the one thing we always know we get with him is the, the work rate. So that, that's the reason that Jared sticks with him. There's just always a, he's got that wee spark in him that he, could, he can do something out of nothing and then create a chance. So he's, he is worthwhile having having in team for me. I don't think he's got enough credit this year for his work rate. And as well as that, I don't think he's got enough credit for... He doesn't lose confidence. So as much as he has been quite frustrating this year and he's been dipping in and out of form, anytime he's having a bad run of form, he he doesn't look like a player who's short of confidence or feeling down. He's going to keep on continuing to try the same things or try different things. So with, with that, you know, you know, like we're all expecting he's going to come out of this and he'll be able to pop up here and then with a goal and assist with an opportunity, and that's. Like that, that's what that's what separates a, a Rangers player to other players. Um, every player in the world will go in and out of form, but it's, it's some mentality just to keep keep working hard and keep trying the different things. So fair play to him. Definitely, I think that does go unnoticed. And like I, th- I think when he signed for like, his, his first season or something, more desperate to get him back. They were all they're all saying, oh, he's only had three or four assists, like in a couple of goals or something, but he does bring so much more in terms of starting the play and, and out ball and his running. So, yeah, I think he's, he is. He's having a great season, even if he's not in the, the best form. At least he's still continuing to try. So the the best chance to double our lead uh, fell to Aribo, as, as Craig mentioned. So this was a uh, really good movement um, and good play from, from Rangers. As I thought Kelly were really pushing for an equaliser and that created a bit more space for us. So Cedric Eaton played the ball through to Ryan Kent. Again, really good feet. And he couldn't have done any, any more really to set up Aribo, who, whose shot was eventually saved. So... 
Ian, could you tell me how Aribo can pick the ball up from the halfway line in the last 32 of the Europa League, dance by half the Braga team and score, and he can't pass a ball in the back of the net from 80 yards? Because he's got no right foot. <laughs> I mean, like the, the Braga one, it's all left foot. and But see if he just opens his body up as the ball comes across the Kent, if he opens his body up, I mean, he can do the keeper with the eyes and do him at the front post, or he can bend it in the far post if he's just got a right foot. I mean, it's just it's it's that's for me. It's as simple as that. Just use your right foot, and for me, a professional football player who can't use his right foot for six yards out—that's just ridiculous. And it's a perfect ball for Kent for him to do that. Just I say, open his body up, and you can either far post or do the keeper with the eyes and, and put it in it in the near post. And you know, it's it's frustrating at times when you see players with that so one-footed. Like he's that one foot's brilliant, right enough, but. You've got to be two-footed like Hadji and Kent. Like, every top player in the world's two-footed. You've got to be. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. It's, um, I think he could have hit it first time as well and just, like, the power of the shot would have, would have, would have beat them. And I think just the worrying, obviously, we can look back in hindsight, we got the three points and it's fine, but what we're going to come on to just now is the, the penalty chance, which, you know, I thought was a pretty... Pretty decent shout for that for a penalty. Um, don't think we could have had many arguments with that. So, Craig, it just shows how how important we need to kill these games off because th- there is a chance that could have been a penalty. And what did you think of the penalty shout from Kelly? Nah, not a penalty. It's outside the box. Um, it, it was a foul, so they should have had a free kick. But it's outside the box for me, so it's, it's definitely not a penalty. Um, the only penalty there should have been in the game is in the first half on Tav. I mean, that's a penalty. Um, even just watching the replay of it, you can see Tav's feet are completely away from him. So that's not going to happen unless somebody's made contact him and gave him a barge on the back. Um, so that would be the only penalty in the game for me. Um, but it was, it was definitely a foul on Balogun, which makes S by Balogun, sorry. So it, it does show when it's only 1-0, it, it can be nervy. And we've seen what happened last week at Hamilton. If you don't kill it off, then... There's always that chance that a wee bit of con- lack of concentration and it's came back to haunt you. So I uh, was slightly clumsy from him, but definitely outside the box for me, so not a penalty. Yeah, I know that was you would need to probably want a VAR to like get a clear clear, but I think it did look just maybe just outside the box. I thought it was actually a really good ball from Kelly. Put his under. It was a nice intelligent ball which um which was which was good from them. So the match Match finished 1-0 and moved 21 points clear of Celtic. As I say, there wasn't much action in the game. Just wanted to pinpoint a, f- a few players I thought played particularly well. Obviously, the man in the matching was Stephen Davis. And Gerard hinted in his a few post-match press conferences. Um, I've seen one, obviously, with Rangers TV and on that place, soccer cowboys. Um, and he, he said that the decisions really with Davis, um, he felt he retired too early. So it really seems like the ball's on Stephen Davis's court. I think we've spoke quite a length in terms of, you know, do we want to extend him? But surely it should be a no-brainer when he's playing like this every week. Absolutely. He's, he's probably still the best player in Scotland, doesn't he? I mean, nobody can control the game the way he does. He's just... They say about his age, but it does. It doesn't do hurls a sprinting. He just kind of moves about, glides about the park, just being in the right position. So I, I don't see a problem with his age or that. Like I think he's. It's, I mean, look at. I'm not comparing him to him, but Pirlo, 
Like, he's, he's in that kind of mould where he's not doing millions of running and he's just absolutely dictating the play and he's just pinging passes about and it's like a quarterback in American football. He's just, he's the person that dictates everything that happens and, you know, it, it'd be foolish to let a player like that go, even if it was just as a squad player. Like, having uh, the younger players learn from him because even, like, Jack, you'd imagine he's, like, the natural replacement to, to, to drop into that position. So, Having him about and, and, and kind of being able to talk Jack through it still is is uh, can only be helpful to Jack. So absolute no brainer for to sign him up for me. It's my how do you replace Stephen Davis and Gerald said it himself. Like didn't he? You'd have to be at Man City or Chelsea to be able to afford to replace them. Yeah, it was it was extremely high praise from you know a great midfielder himself to be honest. So it just shows you how how important he is. I think we all want to see like a a transition where we're not too heavy reliant on it. I think Cameron last week was a perfect example. You know, it should be a comfortable game, but we just, we missed him so much. Colin, um, Scott Wright, you know, he came on yesterday. Um, so he's, I think he's played sort of 30 minutes in total for us. I thought he looked really sharp. Um, yeah, really getting stuck in and, and, you know, he looks to have a good touch and quite skillful for him. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I guess, um, you know, it's good to, ha- good to have him in that, um, that position. You know, hopefully we can, you know, get the title wrapped up as, as soon as possible and um, see a bit more of him. But how have you been impressed with his start? You know me, guys, I, I like to keep my feet grounded and not get ahead of myself, but this boy will go for 30 million. Yeah, that's, that's my prediction. Um, you can pinpoint back to 14th of February 2021 and I'll prove he's all right. Uh, oh, right. See what I've done there. No, he's... Uh, he is... Like, it's weird he's impressed without really having too much of an impact, if that makes sense. Uh, he's He has... The biggest compliment I could probably give him, he, he kind of looks as if he has been with us all season and he is one of our squad players. I fully expect him, the, the longer he's with us, the more game time he's getting, the more he's training, whereas he's drawn to really come into, like, come into being a part of the first-team squad. What you mentioned there about the like the transitional period for Davis and getting somebody else in, I think this is the right chance for Scott Wright to transition in because there's every chance that you know, Arvibo, Haji, Kent, 
even Ruth, we might not realistically maybe one of them will go in the next 18 months. So we don't want to be in a position where we're scrambling to go and try and get a ready-made replacement in the transfer market. Scott Wright can hopefully step in and be one of the options there. But no, I think he's uh, he's done really well so far. The more game time he can he can get, the more uh, the more comfortable he's going to get and have a real impact. But I think it's testament to how much Gerard rates him as well that he's put him in so so early. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Um, I, we discussed it as well. Getting them in at this period of time, I think it was me and yourself even that saying it's like he's not going to get in the team. What's the point? But you know, he's you know, hopefully gives him a good head start going into going into next season when you know, hopefully he's won a league championship and he's uh, maybe had a chance in Europe as well just to to start next season with hit the ground running really and maybe a chance of a cup as well. So yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, last. Last player I wanted to mention, coming yourself, Craig, um, Cedric Eaton. So, didn't score yesterday. It's probably because he wasn't playing against Motherwell. But um, I thought some of his link-up plays, hold-up play was really good. Do you think it's a concern he's not scoring as many goals and when, obviously, he's started the past few games? Or do we need to give him a bit of slack? I think there's enough encouraging signs in terms of his... Like he's had a few really nice touches and turns and played a few good pass, so he is holding it up and linking up the players. Um, you obviously want your centre-forward scoring goals, but you look at like Man City this season, they don't really have a centre-forward scoring goals for them. Liverpool won the league last season without a centre-forward scoring goals for them, so football is slightly different now than the way it used to be. Like If you don't have a a centre forward you don't have Chris Boyd up front getting you 20 30 goals a season you're not going to win the league but football sort of moved on a wee bit from then although you still obviously want your centre forward scoring goals um, and I, th- I think he will score goals I think that will come um, I don't know if he'll maybe be more suited if, but if you had Defoe for example playing right beside him working off and linking up and that sort of thing um, possibly playing as a two would suit his game a wee bit more but I don't imagine we'll see that probably in the three years that Gerard's been here. You could probably count in one hand the amount of times with the two centre forwards uh, right up top. So it's there was a lot of encouraging signs from him. Uh, I do like the look of him. He's still young. Um, it's prob- probably his only issue is he's, this was his big chance to get a sort of back-to-back starts. Um, once Morales and Ruth are back, he'll probably struggle to to get starting time so it'll be more coming on for the last 20 minutes and, and that sort of thing which he's been doing really well and he's made an impact in most games that he's came on he puts in a good shift you all see him chasing into the corners and running down the clock and that kind of thing so uh, I've been really impressed by him but it's yeah you'd, ideally you'd want him to have got a goal in the last couple of starts that he's had Yeah I think Neil McCann mentioned it as well in terms like he's maybe just a bit not short confidence, but like you look at his goal in, in Europe where he just didn't even think about it, just touch out, shoot, and he's maybe taken a bit few many two few a few more many two touches and things like that in front of goal. So hopefully it's just a wee confidence thing because you know his, his goal scoring record was really good in Switzerland. So hopefully he can bring that to to Rangers. Would you say he's been let down by the team in the last couple of games because we've not played well at all? He's not, I can't remember any. Like creating him him any clear cut chances. Like there's no you're not turning around and go, ah, he's not scoring, but he's had like three or four misses. He's not he's not really had the chances to score. Like so, I, I would argue that over the last two games we've not played well, and it's it's not been 
for his lack of effort that he's not had the chances. It's been others around him who are supposedly there to create for him uh, who have let him down a bit. It's a good point, aye. If we'd uh, maybe have seen him when, when we were flying and putting eight past Hamilton and things like that, it could have been a, a different story for him. So it's a really good point. Um, yeah, it could just be the team's playing poor and you know, to try and change a full team performance can be difficult from centre forward. So, no, that's a really good point. Um, as I say, I'm sure it's not going to. We'll still see a lot of them towards the end of the end of the season. We'll look ahead to the uh, Europa League game against Antwerp on Thursday night. So, had a look up about Antwerp and the the results have been pretty decent. You know, a few defeats and things like that. Um, sitting second in their league table behind Club Bruges. I think that they should really be fearing us going into a game with, with our form personally. Um, and obviously, you know, we're playing away from home for this game. Ian, how do you think we should be approaching this this game? Should we be, you know, conservative or should we just have a go at it? I think we should have a go at it. I think we could kill this tie in the first leg. I think we could go there and if we could get maybe like a 2-0 win. That, that, kind of, that kills this tie for me because... We've been absolutely outstanding at Ibrox this season defensively. I, I just couldn't see them scoring two goals against us at Ibrox. So I, I think go, go out there, go for it. I think we kinda we know roughly the standard they're at, having played standard Liege. So we, we've got a rough idea of the standard. I think, yeah, I go for it. Uh, get the tie done and, and so that we can relax a wee bit at Ibrox and and then it's I look forward to the last sixteen. <laughs> don't count your chickens before they've hatched anyway. <laughs> um, well, well look we've obviously got a few more um, a few more options with uh, you know like the, the suspensions obviously you know we have Morelos and, and Ruth coming back but we'll start at the, at the defence Craig so well, what do you think we'll, we'll go with and what would you like to see I think obviously the the, bit, the major talking point is going to be Holanda or Balogun who, who do you think will start? Probably touching on what Ian said, it maybe more depends on what Antwerp have up front. Um, if they are a pacey attack, or I think I've seen an interview with Gerard saying that the, one of their strikers is suspended. So who knows what sort of impact that will have on it. But overall, it really, I generally don't think it makes much of a difference. It's, I think somebody mentioned it earlier, it's a luxury having the, the two of them because either one of them can come in and Either way, you're not going to be upset. Um, you both, you know that they're both going to come in and, and do a job for you. So, I don't know. He might just toss a coin. Probably, who, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no further forward in the defence. Um, brilliant uh, <laughs> midfield, Colin. Um, yeah, that's arguably a, a tough decision. What you go for? Um, I would be surprised if it wasn't Davis and Jack in there. But who do you think gets the? The midfield it's no tough at all for me. Davis, Jack, and Mara has to be. Uh, I think that's that's a preferred three in Europe anyway. Most of the time, if you look at just looking at the lead table there, Antwerp they they're sitting second, but they've conceded thirty six goals. You know, that's it's a team that very much like almost the Mark Warburton style. They'll they'll accept they've got to concede goals. They'll just try and outscore the other team. Um, so I think they'll be set up to have a go at us. So I think Davis, Jack, and Mara. Just give us that like defensive stability. No, I, I don't want to like park a bus, but Rangers are at their best in Europe when they 
they allow the opposition to have the ball in the right areas. And Davis Jack and Kamara are so good at pushing them out to the pushing them out to areas where they're not going to do anything. And then we just hit them in the counter. I think it's a no-brainer. Have those three. No-brainer. Any arguments with that, Ian, at all? Or do you think that is the, the three we go for? The obvious talking point is, do we slot Aribo in higher up the park or is he in the bench? Uh, he probably drops to the bench. We totally agree that it's Davis, Jack, Kamara. Uh, it's been tried and tested in Europe and it's worked brilliantly for us. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if both Morelos and Roof come in. Obviously, it like, had a wee, bit, a wee bit of freshness about the team as well. Um, had a couple of games off. Um, I think we all, we all know Morelos has is, is, is got the, the ability to, to hold the ball up and, and let the team get up the park in Europe. But then I think Roof will probably play on the right uh, of the three um, and it gives us that wee bit of pace. Um, so for me, I think Aribo and Hadji both drop out and, and we see both Morelos and Ken... Uh, Morelos and Roof come in. Uh, certainly that's the way I'd go, I think. Um, yeah, that would be my team. And again, like Craig said, with the defence, it's, it's it depends on the, the striker for me. It's Is the striker quick? If he's not, then it's it's probably Hollander. If he is, it's Balogun. It's, it's as simple as that. And should be Roof shouldn't be shooting from all angles, Craig, considering what he done in, in Belgium last time. Absolutely. <laughs> Whenever he gets the ball, shoot. <laughs> I'd love uh, to see I'd love to see that. <laughs> and feel just Ruth shooting from all angles. So last week, leading up to it. <laughs> Aye, but I think I think we've pretty much. Well, you never know what might actually happen, but I think that's the team. Um, the only real question mark for me is Hillander uh, or Balogun. Um, you could see it being either of them. Um, midfield definitely picks itself in Europe. I know Colin mentioned that he, that's the midfield he would have wanted to see yesterday, but for me, I don't think that really works at home SPL games. But the bigger away games or in European games, it's it's definitely the, the best midfield for that. So I think that picks itself and I would like to see Ruth and Morelos both playing as well and Kent's always a, a shoe in to, to start. So uh, it really is just a decision at centre back for me. Yeah. Colin, it seems as though it's been ages in Europe you look forward to it. I cannot wait, man. I, I cannot wait. It's I think he'll be good for the team as well because there's there's all, so much pressure on him right now to get 55 over the line. And I think that this will be a welcome change for the team as well. And I think I think Rangers, last year, if you remember, we were going through a, a bit of a stale phase, to put it lightly, uh, in the league. And we really picked up in Europe and we were playing so well and he kind of put a bit of life back into them. I think the the big occasion um, it's it's needed for all the fans and and Rangers as well, uh, and it'll, it'll be a really good match. Oh, I know. I, th- I think you're right. I think you know playing domestically, you know, like we, we, we say it all the time, we just play the same teams over and over again. So it will be a nice wee change of change of scenery, and hope you know. I'm sure all the players are going to be going to be buzzing uh, for that as well. Forgot to mention as well, it was really good to see Scott Arfield back, gives us another option. I, I don't think he'll in any way start, but it's obviously good to get his energy back in, in amongst the on the amongst the team. Just go around the, the room for some score predictions. So Ian, what's your prediction? Still 2 0, are you confident with? Aye. I I'm going for a 2 0 I kill the tie, first leg, and then get them back to Ibrooks and you know 
we sh- they're not going to score two goals at Ibrox. So if we can get a two 0 away, it's it's done for me. Craig, uh, sounds good to me. Two 0 to the Teddy Bears. Colin, yeah, got a shite bags. Four one Rangers. Four <laughs> one, oh, Jesus. You think we'll concede? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm confident with a 2 0 as well. So, yeah, best of luck to them. Um, yeah, we've been so impressive in Europe. But we just hope that we, we still remember how to play this the same style. But I'm sure that the coaching team have drilled it into them. So, Colin, you've you've actually got some criticism for Rangers. So, do I air your frustrations? I just um, moving away from the football as we always do. We'll cover the football and then cover off anything else that's been going on. Um, I think. Be remiss of us not to mention the, uh, the report that came out for the SFA sexual abuse uh, investigations that went into Rangers and other clubs in the 70s and 80s. Um, first of all, I think it's important that anybody speaking about this, whether it be club officials, fan media, or even media, it's it's not about point scoring at all. I think everybody, I think that's maybe went on quite a while, and it's kind of taking the the shine away for. The, the victims who are the most important people when anybody affected. What I'm really disappointed with is Rangers Rangers haven't commented it or commented on it at all. On the back of the report they did say they were looking for public apologies for the clubs and then any necessary action and I think Hibbs and Partick Fissel have came out with statements so far. Um but Rangers it's that's been, you know, best part of four or five days and we've not heard anything from the club and I think it's we've been so so positive towards this board in the last few years and how how they've handled the off field matters and it's just it's not like them. The only thing I can think of is they're taking the time to get the statement right because it is such a big it is such an important issue that they do get it right. But it's actually had the opposite effect where it just looks as if they're, they're shying away from it and running away from it. So I think it's, uh, that's, I, I know a lot of people are really frustrated with that and I, I feel that myself. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, let's hope it's just um, the right statement that they're doing and um, the club do the right thing in that aspect as well. Other news, just. Um, we announced a official partnership with Hamburg. Um, so yes, they've been been friends for a while, but um, now it's been been made official. Craig, um, somebody who's been to the Hamburg Stadium a wee away trip there would be nice, wouldn't it? Aye, yeah, me and Colin, a few others were there a couple of years ago. Um, so there wasn't a game on that weekend, but we we done the stadium tour, so it was built of a stadium and. Um, there's always been that kind of special relationship between the two clubs, so I think it's maybe just a case of watch this space and see see what the partnership actually means. But uh, we jump over there wouldn't be too bad. The Google entries in Glasgow for Reaper Ban went through the roof last week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last bit of news: we announced uh, Nord VPN is a another uh, part, a partnership sponsorship fuck knows so Ian was that just a big get up you to Sky Sports uh, to get a dodgy link and watch it through a VPN so you don't get caught <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may have been I hadn't thought of it like that I thought it was just they're obviously a big company so well, the commercial uh, commercial people are obviously doing uh, a lot more deals and we see how many partners we've got and do you know what, I'll partner with every company in the world if they're willing to give us money then it's, it's only going to benefit the team on the park if we're going to splash VPN all over the 
Rangers TV stuff. So I don't have a problem with that. So fair play to the commercial people for partnering with such a big company as well. So uh, it's all good for me. I the more big companies we align ourselves with, the better for us it is, I suppose. I would love to see this get ridiculous. Like, so as much as I don't want the sponsors over the um, the t-shirts purchase, like <laughs> Rangers now partnered with Wrigley's, the official tune partner, <laughs> or like getting a vaping partner, or I, I, I want to go full hole. Pot in the door, official snacking partner. That takes us nicely on to the Twitter part of the week. So, Colin, what have you got from us that you've, you've seen? So this week, I actually seen an exchange on Twitter between two Celtic fans. <laughs> Joe McHugh commented on yesterday's game. Kamarnock have brought unavailable duo Broadfoot and Lafferty to watch at Ibrox today. Not sure that is in protocols. Teams only bring their matchday squad. His wee pal Michael Main replied, Joe, we brought Julian across to another continent for pints. Let's sit this one out. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, what have you got for us? Yeah, mine's another thing about yesterday's game, and it was—it's not so much the the the, the line that, that it goes down. It's it's certain comment. It's uh, fucking unbelievable. That Hun Lafferty was on the bench for Kelly today and celebrated the goal and the full time whistle. <laughs> now this is the bit that got me. There should be repercussions. <laughs> <laughs> It's, and it's it's you're just like come on man it's it's just it was I couldn't help but laugh at repercussions two separate words not repercussions repercussions for that and it should be pulled up and charged by the SFA. It's another one that was good on Reaper Band, wasn't it? <laughs> Craig, uh, it was a, a retweet that I said on my my Twitter that came up and somebody had posted four pictures. Uh, one was a spider biting somebody, then a picture of Spider-Man. And then the next one was a sheep biting somebody, then a picture of Ryan Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine, I had to, I had to, um, I had to put a special comment in for the the banter on the RTV yesterday with Neil McCann and Kevin Thompson. With uh, Neil McCann, basically, cause Kevin, sorry, so Kevin Thompson was bigging up Stephen Davis so much. Neil McCann commented that if you get a, if Stephen Davis got a Valentine's Day through the car today, it's probably from Kevin Thompson, which I really enjoyed. But the the one that I did enjoy as well was uh, Michael Stewart's comment about the penalty incident, which said, it's probably just outside the box, but if it had been inside, then the refs missed a clear penalty. So for me, Rangers have got one away with one there. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. Did he say that? <laughs> no, that, that was a piss stick. <laughs> uh, some, somebody just made that up, but Michael Stewart replied to it. <laughs> Oh, oh well, I mean, awesome. oh, well, that just shows the shite that it comes out with that it was that believable <laughs> well that'll take us to a close for another week so thank you to everyone for joining thank you Ian for joining today as well thanks for having us thank you Craig cheers and cheers Colin thank you back with you next week thanks for listening <laughs>
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.